Listening Dog Media. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to an Offside Rule We Get It podcast special on women's football with me, Kate Borsay, and supported by Continental UK. It's the dawn of a new FA Women's Super League season, so what better way to start proceedings than to introduce you to some of the new players, managers and teams, as well as a few old faces thrown in for good measure. Well, coming up, you'll hear from New England manager Mark Sampson, New England captain Steph Horton and England stars such as Tony Duggan, Enia Luco and Gemma Bonner of reigning champions Liverpool ladies. This is the fourth season of the WSL and this year it's back with a difference. There are now 18 teams over two leagues, WSL 1 and WSL 2. The Continental Cup and the FA Cup offer more chances of silverware. BT Sport hosted the new launch of the FAWSL season and first of all I caught up with former England and Arsenal captain and now commentator Faye White on the league evolving from one tier into two. So so much more depth to, to the women's game. Um, obviously more chance for some of the other clubs to try and get up into the elite. See when we put when the league went to just the summer league and those eight teams first of all there was a lot of uproar really I think from from lower clubs that you know felt that it was a bit elitist and and they didn't have a chance then to, to go through the system and, and have something to strive for. So, yeah, it'll, and it'll look, make it more competitive. And obviously those clubs at the bottom now of the league will have, have to, you know, have something, a reason to, you know, get the points on, on in the table and, and get some results, really. Well, with two leagues this year comes promotion and relegation. One team will go up and one will go down. For New England manager Mark Sampson, the new competitive edge to domestic football is not only going to mirror what's already going on in Europe's top women's leagues, but it's also going to benefit international football too. That's always the challenge for domestic competition. If you look at the domestic leagues abroad, you know, France, Sweden, you know, typically two or three teams will pull away and win that division. But you know, the challenge for us is to make sure we've got in WSL1, eight competitive teams who all feel they've got a chance to win the competition and also maybe a little bit in the back of their mind that they don't want to, they don't want to get relegated. So yeah, hopefully every single game will be very competitive. We'll be of a high quality, as close to national quality as you can make it. And it means our best players now will push themselves every single day in training to make sure they can compete on a weekend, which you know, can only be good for us going forward because we know when it comes to major championship, 
It's about performing under pressure, and the more experience our players get of performing in high-pressure situations, the better prepared they'll be for those major time championships. The arrival of Manchester City women has certainly shaken things up a bit. They've had the finance and set-up to tempt some of England's best international players onto their team. Steph Horton has joined from Arsenal Ladies and explains more about the new arrivals. Probably start off with Tony Duggan. She's paid us to say that, by the way. Um, no, yeah, Tony. I mean, over the last uh, few seasons, especially international level, has come on massively, and she's scored a hat trick at the weekend for England, and uh, she loves to score goals, and she's probably one of the hardest working forwards that I've played with, and um, she brings so much to the team. Also, Jill Scott. Um, Probably the best box-to-box midfielder in the country, probably the, f- the fittest player that I've ever been on a team with and uh, she'll bring you so much hard work and she'll score goals and uh, she just brings a lot of energy to our team. And Karen Bardsley, I mean, she's England's number one. Uh, unfortunately, she's got a little bit of an injury at the moment and we can't wait to have her back, but in terms of uh, top goalkeeper, she's right up there. And here's Tony Duggan on her decision to join City from Everton Ladies, the club who developed her from a young age. The decision was probably the hardest part of it. Um, I think making that decision was always going to be tough. You know, I've been at Everton a long time and, you know, they got me to where I was so far, so I was delighted by that. But I can't fault Man City the way they've been with us. I think that's been the, the highlight so far. I think the way they've included us as a one-team philosophy has been amazing, you know. If everyone in WSL could be treated like that, then this game could seriously go far. That's from my point of view anyway. Well, Manchester City women were able to drop straight into WSL 1 at the expense of one of the most iconic names in English women's football, Doncaster Rovers Bells. The FA ruled that City had met criteria based on finance, facilities, player development and so on, whereas the Bells, who drop into WSL 2, had not. Bell supporters are still hugely upset by the decision. The only route back to the top flight, if the club meets requirements, will be promotion. City are undefeated pre-season and with their money and their rota of England internationals have they simply bought their way back in. Here's Steph and Tony again. If you look at other clubs that have um, strengthened their side, they're obviously putting a lot of money into their squad and um, it's not a case about money, it's about attracting good players to your team and trying to strengthen that squad and um, that's the way the the game is changing. If we want to be professional or semi-professional, a lot of the clubs have got to try and uh, raise the bar and raise the standards. And if that means bringing good quality internationals into the squad, then um, so be it. And I think the FA set out to try and improve the quality of the league and to do so, you have to bring the best players in. So in terms of Manchester City, I know that people are going to be saying that we're throwing money at it, but they want to do things properly and... Um, they don't want to do it half-heartedly. It's all about being professional, and I think uh, they're going about it the right way. Yeah, and I can tell you now, it's going to be completely different. I think Manchester City has a future plan, and I don't think it's all of a sudden going to happen overnight. And you know, it's a work in process, but something I'm delighted that I've come into from the start. And you know, the players can see the bigger picture, and the staff can see the bigger picture. But you know, what people from the outside think of us, that's up to them. I think. Manchester City as a football club will always have that name and people will always speak about you know them spending money and being ambitious and wanting to win the league in the first season but you know we're being realistic with ourselves and you know we want to go out there and compete and I'm not saying we don't want to win the league but I think it wouldn't be good of us to come out and just say we'd be there in the first season because it's unrealistic but you know I'm happy to be a part of it like I say and I'm excited like you are to see how we go.
What about the incumbent champions Liverpool ladies, bottom of the league for the first two seasons of the WSL? In this new format, they would have been relegated. But a new manager in Matt Beard, several player changes and increased backing from their parent club meant that they won the WSL last year. So has the success of the ladies team rubbed off on the men, perhaps? New manager, increased investment and last year the women's side's huge strength was goals. Two players in the top three for goals scored in the league alone. I can see a pattern forming. The club have pioneered a cohesiveness between both sides, as Gemma Bonner explains. The support we get from the men, you know, it's great. Um, I think we're really grateful of that. I think last season it kind of built the foundations for us to go out and concentrate on our football. Um, I think the club have really adapted a one-club philosophy um, throughout, you know, the whole uh, club as a general from... You know, from even the uh, st- staff that work in the shop. So I think, you know, the philosophy and the mentality around the club, it's a great uh, time to be a part of it. Um, and obviously the men's team are doing great at the moment. So I think, you know, there's a great feeling around the club um, and we're all very proud to be a part of it. And a sign of true equality. Luis Suarez didn't hold back when he launched a tackle against Gemma recently. We obviously were training with the men. Um, and I think it was a bit of a light-hearted session. Um, but no, you know, I didn't even realise. I'd totally forgotten about it. Obviously, it was just kind of a spur of the moment. Um, you know, it was great. Obviously, he's, um, we've been back with the men having lunch and breakfast and things like that. And, you know, he's great with the girls, kind of comes round, um, says well done, passes on his congratulations. So, you know, it's great for us as players to kind of receive that kind of message from um, obviously such a great player. And there are new faces at Liverpool too. We've, you know, we've made uh, probably about three or four great signings to add to our uh, team from last year. I think that's increased the competitiveness throughout the squad, and I think that's great for us as players. Um, I'd probably say, you know, little Martha Harris. She's, she had a great season last year, um, and you know, she's been looking good in training so far. So, I'd say probably one to watch this year, along with Gemma Davison on the wing. For those City fans seeking vengeance against Liverpool after last weekend's loss between the men's teams, both sides meet again, this time in the WSL. Their first game of the league season is on Thursday the 17th of April at the Select Security Stadium in Widnes. The offside rule. We get it. The introduction of WSL 2 means a further nine new teams, some of which, like Oxford United women and Durham women, have effectively jumped two tiers. Faye White is looking forward to seeing how they all get on. It'll be interesting just to see the quality and how evenly matched across the league games that are and the standard is. Um, obviously, Sunderland are the key ones that stand out, as you know, we've just from knowing the qual- kind of quality of young players that have come through their system into. You know, we benefited from you know a couple in our team and certainly in the England team of, of late as well. One key, this big one is obviously Steph Ward and Jill Scott, um, Jordan Nobbs, um, Demi Stokes now in the England squad. She's come through their ranks. So, and I know that they were so disappointed when they didn't get into the top flight. So, I'm sure they'll have big ambitions to to show that actually, hey, we should have been there from the start. You know, so. Um, obviously, we have the likes of Watford that around the corner from Arsenal. We've always competed in our area with them. Um, but yeah, certainly I know a lot of the WSL1 clubs are struggling to keep their development players because a lot of the development league players want to go and join WSL2 clubs and get some playing time in football and feel that it's a good league to be part of and get experience in. Well, as Faye says, Sunderland ladies will feel there is a score to settle. Here's stalwart defender Steph Bannon and new signing from Leeds, Rebecca Bass, on how they'll approach the new season. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously first time round when we didn't actually get in the Super League, that was very disappointing for ourselves and as a club 
as a whole. Um, but, you know, we're just grateful for the opportunity that we've gotten. You know, that being in Super League 2 at this moment in time for us, that's something we'll take. And just to be involved in the whole Super League process itself is something that we absolutely can't wait to get started and is excited about. But, you know, many people will say that maybe Sunderland should have been in Super League 1. But, you know, we're happy to be in Super League 2 and we'll contend in there. And then hopefully we'll we see where we go from there. It's going to be a long season, but we've, we've trained hard and everybody's in it together and we're going, we, we just can't wait for it to start. We, it's going to be week in, week out playing competitive football, which hopefully we're going to win and we're going to put the battle into every game. Some overnight say is going to be very long travelling down to the southern teams for us. Um, Yeovil. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, Yeovil is, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I say, we're just going to go into every game expecting expecting other teams to be be firing at us and we're going to hopefully get the points. We know how Doncaster Bells feel about their demotion and along with Sunderland, they're hotly tipped for promotion. Steph Bannon explains who else to look out for. I think obviously we just want everyone to come watch ourselves, to be totally honest. Um, but no, obviously when we, the fixtures came out, we obviously looked at Doncaster Rovers. Bells was obviously the first one. Obviously being unfortunate not getting in the Super League one, we know that that's going to be a tough test for them. Um, and it's going to be a tough test for everyone for them in the league. Obviously Redden have signed very well and Jane Ludlow's obviously taken the lead there for them. So they'll be tough. But obviously for us, it was Durham. You know, that was the hot favourites for us for being a local derby. And, you know, the season's been a long way coming. And the fact that, that Durham's the first game, it's going to be even more interesting for us. Millwall Lionesses also joined WSL2 and have a rich history in women's football. Defender Naomi Cole has rejoined the side from Chelsea Ladies and is looking forward to mounting a challenge on the league. Obviously it's an exciting time for everyone at the club and there's a real vibe about women's football in this country at the moment. So yeah, it's always going to be difficult because we're going up another level. But I think a lot of teams around in our league are also stepping up as well. So we've got players that have had experience in that league and we've got players that haven't. So it's just about getting the right collective team unit and hoping for a good season. Let's go back to WSL1 now. And England international Enia Luko is very clear what she expects from the new season. Chelsea ladies, who under manager Emma Hayes underperformed last season, finished second from bottom. The squad, therefore, has been much strengthened. Um, well, I think uh, to be f- it's fair to say it's going to be the most competitive season um, so far for the WSL. Primarily because, you know, just off the back of last season as well, but primarily because there's relegation and promotion, you know, it just adds that little spice to it. Um, you know, from a Chelsea perspective, you know, we've had a really strong pre-season. Uh, we're really confident going into the start of the season. Um, our season pre-season started quite early, actually, with going to Japan. So, you know, it's it's been a long time coming, so we're excited to, to, to kick off against Bristol next week. Any new faces we should be looking out for in the Chelsea setup? Oh, wow, where do I start? I think, um, you know, the, 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 the additions to our team it will bring, all bring things different. So Rachel Williams is a very strong, powerful player, very strong from set pieces. Laura Bassett is, a, is one of the best captains I've ever played under in a leader um, and certainly will shore up our defence. I think it's no secret that we conceded too many goals last season. I think Jisoo Young, our South Korean um, international, is, is already one of the best players I've ever played with. Um, just, just in terms of her, you know, just ability to create chances and, and um, connect passes um, in the midfield. So, you know, that, those, that's just three names um, that I think are really going to help our team. Well, in case you recognise the surname, Ennie's brother Shawnee has an FA Cup final to look forward to with Hull. Despite plenty of new arrivals, his sister Ennie, one of the big names not to make a move for this season, she explains her reasons behind the decision to stay in London. The main reason for my staying was just the belief that um, the coaching staff were going to recruit 
players that were good put put us in a good position um, to be successful this year. Um, I think you know after a disappointing season last year, you want to see that okay where are we going to go from here? What players are we going to bring in? What's the direction? And I just really believed in Emma Hayes and really believed in, you know, her plan for what we were going to do um, this season. Um, you know, there's always a temptation to look elsewhere. But I think, you know, one of them, I mean, I love London as well. You know, that's another aspect. And, and I just think sometimes it's, it's not always about the grass being greener. It's about making sure that you do the best you can to try and put Chelsea in a, in a successful position. And, and the club the club back us as well. The club support us very well as well. So it's a great club to be at. And, um, you know, I think now, you know, just like I've said, we've got a very, very strong squad and a squad that should do well. So, so I'm glad I stayed. And as any mentioned, Chelsea begin their league campaign away to Bristol Academy, who have themselves a new manager after a terrific season. Both WSL and FA Cup runners-up in 2013 saw them lose Mark Sampson to England. The new man in charge, Dave Edmondson, spent several years managing in New Zealand and Australia, most recently winning the W League Grand Final with Melbourne Victory Women. He arrives at a club with traditionally much less resource than the larger side, so will this season be harder than ever? I think from an outside it can look... It looks like that's the easy way to do things, that you just throw money at things and, and, and buy yourself a team. Um, it's not that easy. You know, I've been on the, on both sides of the of the coin um, in my time in Australia, and the, the reality is, hard work and team ethic um, makes up a big part of winning football games. Um, and the, the culture at, at Bristol is great. The, the team ethic, the and the work ethic of the players um, will will take us a long way. Um, and I think it's also sometimes it's easy to look beyond. Um, players that are already at a club you know we, we've got some very very good players at the club already um, so maybe there isn't the need to go out and, and, and buy maybe big names or, or big money signings um, because those players are already there well, it's a credit to the club that Bristol have managed to retain a lot of their players from last season. There are a few new faces, though, as Dave explains. Obviously, it was a strong team last year. Um, finished, obviously, finished runners-up. So, um, wasn't any need for any massive changes. Uh, obviously, the one, the one big introduction was the need for a goalkeeper with uh, with Siobhan moving on. So, Mary Earps has come in from Birmingham. Um, some real potential very good young goalkeeper obviously in in the in the England camps now as well so um big things expected of her and I'm sure she's ready to come and work hard and and to be playing consistently uh Sophie Ingle come across from from Chelsea uh, Welsh international um another another very good young player with with some uh, you know what we've seen so far really like what she what she offers the side and I think um certainly will, will allow us to play the way that I want us to play. So um, those two with, with um, the bulk of what, we, what was there last year, I think will we'll make a very competitive side. Well, we normally wouldn't get this far through the women's game without mentioning Arsenal ladies, nine-time consecutive winners of the title until last season. It's fair to say Liverpool came along and spoilt their party. They did walk away, though, with an FA Cup, Continental Cup and reached the semi-finals of the Champions League. After so many years of dominance, many say Arsenal have been knocked off their perch. Here's manager Shelley Kerr on the new season ahead. Well, I 
like all the other managers, you want to be successful, but I think the reality is that this season's going to be the most competitive ever. I think um, we've had a lot of changes at the club um, within our infrastructure, obviously players leaving and players coming in, so the reality is it's going to be tough for us this season. Um, and in some respects, I don't think the expectations are there for, for us as a club um, because other clubs have bridged the gra- gap and they've done that very well. Um, there's more finance and resource being put in and, you know, that's fantastic. Um, and it's fantastic for, you know, the, the league itself. Um, so for us, we we ain't setting ourselves any targets. We'd love to be successful. I think every manager's the same, every team's the same, every player's the same. But um, it's going to be tough for us. So we have got talented players and it's, you know, it's just about how we get on during this transitional period for the club. Arsenal have lost key players, the likes of Steph Horton and Kim Little, who's elected to test her game in America by joining Seattle Reign. They have made some key additions, though, including former England captain Casey Stoney, who rejoins the side from Lincoln Ladies. Casey, again, she's another experienced player. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't worked with Casey before but I can tell you she's a joy to work with um, as a coach she she's probably as hungry as she ever was in her career she trains the way she plays the game and again she's another role model for our young players coming through and she you know as much as she's experienced um, experienced in the game and what she's achieved in the game she's still really coachable which again shows her character and how much she wants to still further develop as a player Take us through some of the new faces in the Arsenal setup for next season. Yeah, obviously the, the the first two that come that spring to mind is the two Japanese players that we have, um, Shinugo Ono and um, Yukari Kinga. They're both um, World Cup winners, um, so no pressure on them. But no, I think that what they are, you know, the Japanese culture. They're really, really humble people. Um, they're they're fantastic role models. They're fantastic to coach. And, um, you know, I think they'll, um, they'll do really well in the league. They're going to take a little bit of time to adapt to the style of play in England, um, you know, which, you know, people need to expect that'll take a little bit of time. But I'm sure when they do find their feet, you know, they'll, they'll like the league I like. Well, Lincoln ladies are now Notts County ladies, the change in name meaning more cohesiveness between the male and female sides. They now sit under one umbrella. There's been a lot of change to player personnel at the club who were Continental Cup runners-up last year. Here's Faye White on why this makes the team one to watch. I think some of the Notts County look to be uh, a big player in the, the number of players that have come in. It looks like up to nine players. That It's almost a new team, complete new team, and it seems interesting with their New Zealand players, Australian, and obviously uh, Desiree Scott as well, the, a Canadian Olympic bronze winner. Um, so people like that. A um, few New Zealanders, like I said, I know Katie Holt. I don't know if I pronounced her surname right, but she was certainly a player that we when we played up against New Zealand, the World Cup in 2011 we, we identified as a key player for her team for New Zealand so it's just good to see those kind of quality of players coming through um, and obviously Chelsea have made a, long, a lot of signings as well with some Ch- Chilean and um, South Korean players and it's just good that our league has that kind of appeal and far-reaching kind of uh, presence really to kind of attract players like that.
Birmingham City ladies have a great result in the Champions League upon which to build their WSL season. They knocked Arsenal out of the competition earlier this month, a great confidence boost for a side with a successful history in women's football. They've lost key personnel, though. Experienced fullback Rachel Unit has left for Notts County ladies and goalkeeper Mary Earps has replaced Siobhan Chamberlain at Bristol Academy. Limited resources, though, will not stand in the way of canny manager Dave Parker. The offside rule. We get it. The female take on football. Finally, Everton ladies, once the dominant team on Merseyside, have had to up their game too. They've lost strong players as well, but this gives an opportunity for their well-oiled youth setup to shine. Here's long-standing defender Fern Whelan on the new season ahead and who to look out for in the side. Really excited for it to get kicking off now, so we've had quite a long pre-season, um, which has been really good. It's good to get some practice and good to get some games, but I think now the competitive element in all of us is coming out now and we really want to just get started. So we've got uh, youngsters coming through, so in terms of new, new faces, We've got uh, players like Caitlin Hayes. Um, she's an interesting and exciting new centre-half coming through. Um, she's obviously got a lot to learn, but she's got centre-halves in there that she can learn from, and I'm trying to really encourage her. And uh, She's came on so much in the past four, four months in terms of um, development league games and things like that. Uh, and then, obviously, we've got players in the squad coming through. We've got the young twins, and then we've got Nikita Paris up front, who's been with us for a couple of seasons now, but I think um, she came to really came into the forefront right at the end of last season. She played really well, so going into this season, I think she'll actually be looking forward to being our top centre-forward, really up front, and trying to get as many goals as possible for us. With such a change to the team's setup, team bonding has been high on the agenda for manager Andy Spence and his players. Yeah, we've done quite a bit, actually, as a team, which is uh, it's just quite good. We obviously had a team trip up to Glasgow. We'd, um, we went to play against them in pre-season. Um, so we had a few interesting team quizzes and things like that, and really just trying to get the youngsters to actually have a voice and step up. And there was no nowhere to hide in that, basically. We think we did team initiation and things like that, and you had half the girls up dancing to the Spice and stuff like that it's just little things um, to keep everybody involved so we've been out on team meals and things like that so it's just as much as we can get together out of uh, actually playing but sometimes that's hard when you're training most nights but in terms of little things like that we've had a few team building exercises yeah well from the Spice Girls to a flavoursome season ahead BT Sport have heavily backed the WSL this year and along with the BBC you'll enjoy more coverage of the women's game, plugging key money into the sport and making it easier for you to follow throughout the season. At the offside rule we get it, we'll be bringing more women's football into the conversation too. It'll be a season with lots of twists and turns and we'll be on hand to provide you with weekly updates. There are team previews, weekly blogs and features on our website, offsiderulepodcast.com and there are a few key additions to the team too. Look out for the arrival of some very well-known names who'll be helping us keep you up to date with what's going to be a stellar season. That's it from me. Don't forget we're out every Thursday and available to download via Audioboo and iTunes. The Offside Rule, we get it, is supported by Continental UK.